what did you tell people uh, that you were going to be up to? Um, so I had to tell my work that I was taking time off. My, I told my boss that my mum fell ill and I had to look after her. <laughs> <laughs> be hilarious if flowers turned up at your house. It'll get well soon. Mother's like, what's this for? <laughs> Love from McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Davina. And I'm Ricky. And welcome to Fierce Slay Talk. A decamp podcast where we'll be catching up with some familiar faces from the drag world and beyond. Whilst delving deeper into the obstacles life has thrown at them in the journey of becoming fabulous. So shall we begin? So this is the baby doll of Dundee. She has arrived here on Fierce Slay Talk. Welcome, Ellie Diamond. Hello. How are you, honey? Drag Race season two is officially over. How are you feeling? Uh, exhausted, tired. Finally, thank goodness it's done. It's like the baby that I've been like holding in for so long. And now that it's done, like, girl, the pregnancy is over. We can just have fun and get a couple of uh, drinks in us. Um, once shows open back up again, because <laughs> uh, it, it's a long time, isn't it, between filming and then the actual show airing as well. Well, we've had we've had even longer. <laughs> we had a full pandemic in the middle of it. <laughs> now you describe drag races. It's like walking into the chocolate factory. You don't know what what you're gonna get, but once you're there, you don't want to leave. What were what were your expectations compared to the reality of things? What was it that you were expecting that was maybe different? I expected to get myself a repeater badge, but we didn't even get that. Um... <laughs> no, I just... All right, listen, don't worry. You can buy them anyway. God, I've got one. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I expected, obviously, everything that had happened, sort of like a... Fun challenges, enjoy, like just enjoy myself and having a fun time. I knew that I was going to have a fun time, enjoy myself because I didn't go into that competition and be like, I, I'm in competition mood. Here I am. I'm going to play the game. I mean, I did near the end because I got a fright. But um, no, I just I just wanted to go in and have fun, which I did. And uh, my goal wasn't to win. My goal wasn't to do the best there. It was to get to the top four and have a song in the, in, in the top four challenge. And I did that. So I was like, I don't really care. <laughs> Oh, amazing. Of course, one of the best things about this season was getting to see some Scottish representation finally. How has the community responded to you? I mean, everything's just been overwhelming. Like there, the amount of people that have reached out to both me and Lawrence from Scotland um, and have just been like, oh my God, like it's it's so cool to finally see representation and like younger people as well, which I didn't even really fully. I mean, I get like Drag Race fandom are really, really young, but I didn't know to the extent of really how young they come. Uh, and they message you on Instagram being like, hey, I'm only like 14 and you've inspired me to start doing drag and I'm from Dundee, you know, I'm from a small city. And that I resonate with that because I'm like, I was that person before I was that. I was I was that little gay boy, do you know what I mean? So I was like, it's really sweet getting to now be that person for someone else. How have for you sure. dealt with that then? Because uh, it's like, there's this weird kind of power dynamic isn't there between okay i'm somebody who's now thrown into the public sphere and then you've got these really young people reaching out to you 
And I was, I just always try to put myself in their shoes. I mean, because I know, I knew for me, like when I was younger, girl, I messaged Adore Delano, I had messaged uh, Aja and all those people being like, I love you, you're such an inspiration to me. And I think it's, I think even more so, um, especially if it's like people that are from your hometown, like Dundee or just Scotland in general, I guess, it, it means a lot more. And therefore, I care, I care about it a lot more. Like if someone from like, um, Canada is like oh my god you've inspired me to start doing drag I'm like your same age I'm like oh that's so cool like obviously I love that but then like it, it hits a bit more home if it's from someone from home do you know yeah absolutely so talking about people from home we've had uh Morgan McMichaels there's Rose 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 is she called Rose or Rose she's called Rose Rose <laughs> Rose Rose and Jim Rose. Anyway, um, so Rose and Jim. <laughs> yes, that's what it should be. She should do a program about that. Okay, so who are the other Scottish queens that you would like to see on a series of Drag Race? We'd like to create some major Glasgow drama right now. Okay, so the people who get left out obviously will be coming with nuclear warheads ready for it. Okay. Girl, leave them all out. Who are you going to get better? <laughs> Me and Lawrence. <laughs> No, there's there's so many queens I would love to see. I mean, there's there's so many there's so much talent, and that's that's I guess a good thing and a bad thing. That there's there's so much talent up in Scotland, and it's only now. I mean, kind of even not even only now, but like it is only up until this point that Scotland has really been put on the map as a fierce drag scene. Because like you go down to England and London, you're gonna get you're gonna throw a stone and see all of them. They all look the same. They all do the same sort of tricks. Up and I mean not all of them, girl. We're not gonna speak for all of them because they're all gonna come for me. And I'm sat here right now. <laughs> you little right, witch. A silver dress, I <laughs> but it's like there's there's so much diversity up in Scotland and uh Rue Jazzle and Lawrence Cheney say I like that that Mother Tucker say it well it's wacky, bizarre and fabulous. Um, and we all have something sort of different and unique that we bring to the table. But anyways, to answer your question, um, I would love to see uh, two of my best friends, Anne Spank and Demi Point, that'd be so fierce. Anne Spank's a trans woman who does drag um, and that needs to be represented on the show because it mm-hmm. isn't. And uh, I'm very passionate about that. Um, and my friend Demi, she's very fierce. She's only started doing drag during the pandemic. Pandemic Point. Oh, pandemic Point. <laughs> And then obviously, like my sisters from Glasgow, I'd love to see Rue Jazzle, I'd love to see CJ Banks. Um, I think Franz Gender has a really weird, unique style of drag yeah. that would look really f- weird on Drag Race, but also kind yeah. of fit. <laughs> yeah, great. And that's one of the things with Glasgow is that it's not a massive scene, but the styles of drag that are represented in that scene are like really, really diverse, really, really different. Everybody's kind of gone, okay, well, they're doing that, so I'm going to do this instead, and they're doing that, so I'll do this. You know, it's it's uh, that's what I've experienced up there. You know, any time I've been working, I've always been really impressed with uh, how diverse the scene is in terms of the styles of drag that people do and perform. So, of course, if there's there's a, lo- a lot of talent, as you were saying, in Scotland, so it must have been quite important to come up with a name that stands out. I'm um, guessing Ellie was from Elliot, but Diamond, is it just for you to shine out like a diamond or is there a story behind that name? I mean, right, so going on the show, I was like, I need to come up with a better storyline for this Diamond thing because my story that I had originally is just far too long. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I always just say Diamond because the Diamonds are a girl's best friend, but... 
the original name was Ellie Ruby, but Ruby, like the Ruby slippers from The Wizard of Oz, but Ruby's okay. more of a la- Ruby's more of a first name. So I thought, what else sparkles like a ruby but shines bright like a diamond? And I was like, oh wait, diamond's nice. And I was like, Ellie Diamond. <laughs> I was like, I love that. So then I was stuck. <laughs> and also, her slippers weren't ruby. Yeah, they were. But they're not, weren't they? Originally, they're silver. No, uh, well, uh, oh. well, okay. Yeah. Go, go, pop off, queen. Girl, originally they were silver in the book, but in the movie, they were ruby. And do you know why they're ruby in the movie? Uh, <laughs> I mean, you're older, so I guess you had more of that. Ah! Not for, no, not for the release of the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> it's because when they put them on film, they just look grey. They didn't show up at all. So they, they were like, well, what the hell are we going to do? Oh, we'll do you know uh, Dorothy's original hair colour? Yeah, she was going to be blonde. Yeah. And actually, they were going to have... Um, uh, they wanted... On the good ship, lollipop. Um, 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 what's her wee one? Um, fucking um, animal crackers in my soup. What's her name? I can't remember her name now. But yeah, the wee one without... Uh, With the ringlets. Yeah, 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 yeah. What the hell is she called? I want to say Ashley Tisdale, but that's not Ashley. <laughs> Imagine Ashley Tisdale in The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> well, listen, halfway through this, I'll remember, because that's how my brain works. So, obviously, you also are a little bit obsessed with The Wizard of Oz. I I am such a massive, massive fan of The Wizard of Oz. Um, and that, like, watching people like that was kind of how I... All the people who've kind of been influential in my life have been women. So what was your introduction into drag? Um, from women. <laughs> <laughs> my um, friend from school, Hannah, she was like, oh my God, you need to watch this show. And I was like, what are you on about? She was like, it's called RuPaul's Drag Race. And I was like, um, I'll give it a pass, thanks. And it wasn't until like a couple of weeks, I was just at our house and we were bored trying to watch something on TV. And she was like, let's watch Drag Race. She put on season six. Um, and I said it on the show, but like season six was my first season I introduced to Adore Delano. And girl, I was hooked. I was hooked. So good. Uh, and then at that point on, I mean, the first sort of thing I ever done in drag was an Adore Delano Halloween costume. And I had a Budweiser bodysuit, a red wig. <laughs> um, didn't have a silver dress. It was a Budweiser bodysuit. Uh, but, um, <laughs> and I done Adore Delano for Halloween. <laughs> I love that. Did you send it to all the pictures? Oh god, the pictures I saw on my Instagram, I'm pretty sure. Uh, amazing. If you go scrolling, you'll find her. <laughs> so of course we just mentioned a door, you just mentioned the Wizard of Oz that came up quite a lot in the show as well, didn't it? Who else are your inspirations? Um oh, I can really take inspiration from anything. Like I love Disney. I love taking like Disney cartoons and sort of pretend to be like the big princess in them. And then like anime. I don't really watch a lot a lot of anime, but like I love their sort of Big eye cartoons, chibi. I'm, I love to draw chibi when I was younger. It's like a style of uh, manga. Um, and then just sort of like fun, eclectic colours. I love like using colours to express myself in drag and uh, having like a theme. There's always like an element of a theme behind it, like trying to create a concept of like a camp look or whatever, like a unicorn or SpongeBob SquarePants or like Dorothy. You know what I mean? Like just like trying to come up with different concepts to make it fun, cutesy and like over the top. Of course. Yeah, we saw that come through a lot in the show, didn't we? So about the show, when you got the phone call, what was that like and where were you? Well, (laughs) 
<laughs> it's such a funny story. Um, so I got back from night shift. I was working in my night shift day job, my night, well, my night shift job um, in McDonald's. And then I came home and someone had texted me saying, hey, um, casting team from BBC would love to call you in five and 10 minutes. Girl, I was in the toilet having a poo. So I quickly wiped <laughs> and I ran through to wake my mum up. And I was like, mum, wake up, wake up, wake up. Um, I think the BBC are calling to tell me I'm a drag race. So she woke up and she, we went through to the living room and stuff. And then it, fair enough, got the call. And I just, I sat really quiet and I wasn't crying. I wasn't freaking out. I wasn't like, oh my God, I'm a drag race. I was just sort of like really, really calm. And then I remember on the phone them being like, oh, like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, you don't seem very excited. I was like, <laughs> oh, I was like, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I'm just like, you know, I, when are we getting like the itinerary for like our runways and stuff? And they were like, oh, that's a bit quick. And I was like, well, I need to know them. <laughs> um, and then like, you get them later on this evening. So literally that night, I then done all my sketches that night. Next day, went to the fabric shop, got all the fabric. And then that was it. Just started working. Wow. Okay. So you've got all the plans are already underway, but of course you can't tell anybody about this. What did you tell people uh, that you were going to be up to? Um. So I had to tell my work that I was taking time off. I had no idea that there was about to be a global pandemic. <laughs> so I told my I told my boss that my mum fell ill and I had to look after her. <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously when we got back from the show, my boss had mentioned me being like, I hope your mum's okay. I hope she's not. I was like, oh, it's like fucking hell. Um, no, so I just told people that I was like going away to the bear cough. <laughs> <laughs> be hilarious if flowers turned up at your house it'll get well soon mother's like what's this for <laughs> love from mcdonald's <laughs> <laughs> better be a voucher or two in that basket oh yeah girl literally well i still got my employee discount i'm keeping her <laughs> flowers from the golden arches <laughs> she's going to better arches now mama oh no, I'm kidding. She's not. She's not. She's not. Wow. Okay. We just went somewhere really dark right then. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Okay. I've stumbled into some really scary territory. Was it a boss cartoon? Uh, woo! <laughs> so you've talked a lot about your mum. So she seems like she's super, super um, supportive. Yeah. Yeah. She's like number one. I mean, obviously it was a bit rough to begin with we were still under like living under my dad's roof my dad's rules dad dad's house dad's rules or whatever so she didn't really uh, was able to speak her mind a lot of the time and she wasn't able to like really say how she felt um under her uh, my dad's rules or whatever but like I guess once that sort of separated for a little bit um and we they both went their separate ways it was more being like she's able to like accept it and sort of understand it a bit more because before it was like there was no time to understand it it was no that's it none there's there's nothing happening um so then as time went on she understands it more and she was with me at the finale and she was just having like such a fun time she was just like geeky and seeing bimini and like she was like she's like oh, i love bimini bimini's so cool <laughs> that's oh, amazing and so the rest of your family how have they reacted uh, to the news and to what the show and everything else? To like the the new era, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I, I mean, my brother, twin brother Bryce has always been really, really supportive from like womb to tomb, as I said in the show, like he'll always be there, very supportive. So I don't need to worry about them. But then uh, my older brother, Logan, he, he is supportive. He understands it, but he's, it's, I guess it's, he's, 
it just takes some time, I guess, like for older brothers, he just takes a little bit of time. And then my dad, he has watched the show, but we haven't spoke about the episode that I spoke about him. Then, but we spoke since then. So, and he seems like everything's fine. So I'm like, maybe that we just don't talk about that episode. <laughs> um, and we'll just sort of like move on and try to further a uh, future from that. But there certainly is a future with that because the show has sort of in ways, I guess, um, opened up doors uh, to that. So, yeah. Incredible. That's fantastic to hear. Uh, you got very emotional when you were talking, understandably, uh, on the show about your family. Uh, how did you feel when you watched that back? Uh, I mean, I don't want to say awkward because it wasn't awkward because I was proud of what I said. and Like, I knew that that was coming and I knew that it was um, going to be not hard for me to watch, but like hard for me to sort of accept that I said that and accept that I'm telling basically the entire world my life traumas um but I could be more proud of saying that because the amount of people that have reached out since and like like I said before young gay guys from Dundee and then like just like growing up around the world that I've met me be like I feel the exact same with my family like they don't understand me they don't they don't accept me they don't x y and z and it's like for them I'm their silver light, I guess. I mean, that sounds bammy, but it's it, it's generally what it is. Like, they are like, I see you succeeding. I see you doing well. And you've had all these same traumas that I've had. And it's worked out for you in the end. You know, your dad and your relationship's better with your dad. So um, I can do that as well. You know, if, if you can do put your mind to anything and you will succeed. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, your mum's great. Your dad's coming around. What's what's Bryce been saying to you all the way through? Like, how has he been reacting and what are the things that he's he's said to you? God, he's not been saying anything. He's been crying non-stop. Oh. Every single, almost every single episode, he'll, like, send me a Snapchat of him being like, I'm so proud <laughs> of you and his eyes are pure streaming or whatever. It's so cute. And especially just, like, the... The twin connection that we have, he's just like, it's it's great. And he loves it. He loves it. His favorite's like, his, he loves Jenny. He was like, oh my God, I cannot wait to meet Jenny Lemon. And I was like, oh, I couldn't have met, wait, I, I mean, I could still wait to meet her now. I, 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 the trauma's too much. <laughs> so is, is Bryce straight or is Bryce gay or is he bi or... Bryce is whoever he wants to be. I don't. I'm gonna put no labels on nothing or nothing like that. But um, as far as I'm aware, Bryce straight, straight as a straight as a pencil. But um, who knows what happens in the future? And your path can take your yellow brick road can take you anywhere, honey. <laughs> Absolutely. I've just. I mean, I'm asking that because, I mean, I sort of know that that's where he is, and I just think that that's even more amazing that he's being so supportive, um, and and investing you know like he's invested in it you know and as somebody who who's kind of on the outside looking at this relationship and the way that you talk about each other it's it's honestly it's beautiful it's really really gorgeous on the show i want to know what was your favorite thing what was the favorite thing that happened or you did the the entire time that you were on drag race I mean, I don't want to be soppy and be like, mm, the runway, but like, I guess the runway or like anytime we had to create, I'm very, I love, 
I love creating and I love being artistic with my drag, I guess. That stemmed from being really, really young. And I literally used to make, out of pieces of card, I used to make the diagram of the houses we used to live in. And like, not a diagram, like a, a bird's eye view and like out of card and make the houses and stuff. And I used to make like um, canine dogs out of cardboard and duct tape and stuff like that when I was younger. So I love being very, very creative and hands-on. So I guess the design challenges, I love doing both of those looks. And I love both the looks, you know, from the, the challenges that we've done. It was so much fun. And did you have a favourite runway or a, a favourite challenge that, that you've done on the show? Um, I really, it was something I had never done before. I'd never experienced it before. I loved the comedy challenge. I thought it was so much fun. I don't even know how I came up with the concept of doing Dirty Diamond, but um, it happened. Uh. <laughs> uh, and I guess that episode was fun as well to watch back. I mean, Mina Hora had previously spoke about it um, and discussed kind of what had gone down and we had sorted it and crushed it ages ago. Um, but then like watching that back, it was good drama. It was a good challenge and it was probably one of my favorite runways that I brought with me because it was like something that I had I'd made before I'd had that costume like for drag con and um, drag con I had that costume and I was like let me reuse it and sort of vamp it up um, and it's dripping in diamonds so I was like it's just my favorite runway. <laughs> Fantastic. Was there anything that happened on the show like a highlight um, or a moment that we didn't get to see that you wish we had? I mean, there's two that sticks on my head. One is with me and Tace. And me and Tace had like a really nice moment. And we spoke about our upbringing, our family upbringing, and like how it's very, very similar. You know, she had done dance when she was younger and she did like tap jazz ballet, same as I. Um, and she grew up in a Christian house. Well, I'm not going to speak for her, but I can't really remember. It's like, a, I think we grew up very in very, very similar situations, as, but hers was a bit better as where mine's was a bit uh, worse, I guess. So then that was a nice moment that I remember. And then another moment I remember that's really, really funny, but it's very embarrassing as I fully, girl, let my guts go in front of RuPaul. And I just let it go. And I farted really, really loud in front of RuPaul. So, you know, when she, Davina, you'll know, she'll stand and, and she'll go, okay. And she'll clap and she'll walk out. That's her cue to walk out. So she, girl, she had walked out and I said, cool turned around and then Lord started pissing herself laughing and I was like girl wasn't that funny I turned back around the RuPaul was standing right back in front of me I was like Fuck. I was like shit 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 <laughs> I would die oh my god that's so funny did anything embarrassing happen in front of Ru with you Davina? Um, I mean, I spoke most of the time. <laughs> I was quite embarrassing when I was talking. Um, I don't think I did anything like that. I'm really gassy, like constantly, really gassy. I burp constantly. It's just a thing. I don't know why. Um, but whenever I'm on set, people are always like, wow, you you burp a lot. And I'm like, I know, I don't know why. Because <laughs> um, you're all tight together. <laughs> I mean, yeah, probably, because I'm so highly strung. Um, yeah, but I don't think there's anything like that. And I always tried to make sure that, you know, if I had to go and uh, drop the kids off at the pool, that I'd switched my microphone off so that the gallery also weren't listening to that. Not, not drop the kids off at the pool. <laughs> I've never heard that before. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Just 
take the kids swimming. Off you go, kids. Yeah. See, us in Scotland, we just say going for a shit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's it. <laughs> so, there was a moment in Drag Race, though, that we all really enjoyed, um, where you questioned RuPaul about the pronunciation of your name and why <laughs> it was not being treated the same as Lawrence Cheney. Um, to, it might have felt a little bit confrontational. How did that feel in that moment? When you did it, how did it feel when you did it? I was just patiently waiting for a reply. I went... <laughs> <laughs> I was just patiently waiting for a reply. Um, I guess for me, I don't know. Like, because um, Lawrence doesn't speak like that. Lawrence Cheney doesn't speak like that all the time. That's not how she speaks. So that was like an accent she put on. So RuPaul had caught that accent. And I think, I think in my mind, RuPaul thinks that Scotland is like the size of America. And it's like Lawrence is in Colorado, uh, in California, and I'm in New York City, and it's two completely different accents. So I was like, why do you not say like a stupid... I was like, I don't know. But then some people have made it clear to me that it's like, why do you not give me a nickname? And I was like, oh, that does kind of sound like that. And I didn't really think of that in the moment. And I didn't really think of that until Bob said it on First Person Impressions. Um, <laughs> but I was like, I mean, RuPaul's just another person. And I was just speaking to another person, girl. That's how I said it. That's how I said it. And Lawrence was like, uh, Tia, no, Tia was like, that's RuPaul, RuPaul. And I was like, yeah, who is also another person I'm speaking to. I mean, that's quite right. Quite right. Did, did he ever do your accent? No, but I got something better. I got LED from Dundee. <laughs> Girl, I've got my own lights coming out in the future. Do you know what I mean? Like, here's the brand deal. There it is, ready. <laughs> <laughs> Season two, this is the nature of things, you know, especially of uh, reality shows, that it, it kind of amps up and more people get on board with it and go, this is a great show. So there's been a lot of celebrities this year reaching out to the girls who have been the ones who've reached out and said hello to you. Apart from me, obviously. <laughs> what someone who I've looked up to for the longest time um, and has like inspired me for for ages, Todrick Hall just messaged me last night. And girl, for me, I was like, girl, Miss Dorothy, Miss girl. I was like that, I thought, I thought that was kind of fierce. Did you have anything from, did you have anything from Matt Lucas after Snatch Game? Uh, yeah, Matt Lucas tweeted me. So, girl, I know, I know, I just forget. Matt Lucas, wait, Matt, okay, Matt Lucas, Todrick Hall, um, who's the other one? Girl, I can't, I can't. Jonathan Bennett. Jonathan Bennett. Jonathan Bennett. Um, <laughs> and then, who's the other one? There was someone else who messaged me. Oh, um, 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 Captain Jack Hartness. What's his name? Uh, Barrowman. John Barrowman, period. Yeah, John Barrowman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. nice. I think John Barrowman's like hot as toast. So, so sexy. Me, mm, for real. real. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not, not jealous, jealous at, at all. Or, or furious. <laughs> <laughs> and then no. I had him. Davina Campbell messaged me as well. So nice. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> She's apparently a right old cow. <laughs> oh, so I've heard. <laughs> Don't speak to her. So, Ellie, shortly after the season two premiere, your Instagram got hacked. What happened? Well, the same night, not long after, the exact same night. I went really? Ballistic, yeah. 
Well, because we were all in the group chat being like, girl, when the fuck are we going to get verified? When are we going to get verified? And then an account messaged me, an, an, an Instagram official, that's what it said, uh, messaged me uh, being like, oh, we'd love to verify your account. If you could just sign in here, we can get the details sorted. You can have it by the end of the night. And I went, oh, because I was going to be the first one because I would have been the first one if it was true. I'd have been the first one. I went, oh, I'm going to be the first one verified. Uh, signed in, seconds later, gone. Gone. I mean, it was awful. It was also quite funny, though. The video that those... I know, I'm really <laughs> sorry. I was laughing. I was... Girl, I was leaning in this bed with my... With my um, Doritos on one side, watching that live stream. <laughs> like, the live stream. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then Cheryl's <laughs> in the chat like, get the hell her account back! <laughs> <laughs> and then it, I, what I loved most was that Jake Yonce just kind of stepped in and was like, okay, listen, guys, this is what needs to happen. Uh, uh, uh. He got the Google Translate out. He got the Google Translate out. It was like, you want money? Is it money? <laughs> it was It was uh, quite a moment right now. <laughs> I wouldn't wish it on anyone, but girl, it was funny. I'm really sorry. It, no, what, I'm looking back now. I mean, I'm... <sighs> Going, girl, I sit there scrolling through YouTube sometimes and I see the live stream pop up that someone's screen recorded. And I'm like, not this. But um, <laughs> no, it was funny in the moment, but I've got the two uh, verifications on now. So it's not going to happen again. <laughs> oh. So how how did you actually get it back? Like, what was the process of actually getting back? Right. So I'm not trying to throw anyone under the bus, but BBC, done nothing. Oh. World of Wonder, done nothing. Uh, uh, Instagram, done nothing. I mean, they had tried their best, but at the end of the day, Astina Mandela messaged me saying, go message this person, they'll get it back. Message them, I'm within two, literally two seconds, got the account back. Wow. Like that. And I was like, if you're, y'all, y'all are big, big companies and you don't have one person that's able to do it like that. Yeah. So I was like, whatever. I was like, thanks for the help. But um, I got it back another way. Um, and then literally two seconds later, got my account back, two verifications, went live. And I was like, I'm back. <laughs> we need this person's contact. Everybody needs to know who this person is. Yeah. Oh, Message Justina Mandela. Yeah. Okay. There we go. <laughs> that's the real. She's got it. That's COVID. the real juicy gossip right there. Astina is connected. Oh, yeah. She, she knows. <laughs> She knows how to get it sorted. It's been, you mentioned earlier you work at McDonald's. Uh, they showed their support online for you, which has been fantastic. Um, is it really true that the ice cream machine is always broken? Uh, no, sometimes we just can't be bothered with your attitude. <laughs> sometimes we just can't be bothered. I've done that a couple of times. Oh. Girl, the ice cream machine's been fully working and I go, sorry, no. <laughs> oh. That's all I ever go for. If I go to yeah. McDonald's, that's what I want, is I want either the milkshake or I want an ice cream. Strawberry milkshake and 20 chicken nuggets. That's my dinner of choice from McDonald's. <laughs> that is a, a dinner of choice. <laughs> <laughs> what sauce? Get nuggets. What, what's your sauce Sauce of choice? What's oh, ketchup, ketchup. Yeah. You're going to say barbecue, aren't you? Or curry? Curry sauce. And yeah, yeah. I'm just a plain old mayo on everything. Mayo in bolognese, mayo in lasagna, mayo on chips, mayo in a sandwich, mayo... In fact, listen, I'd probably put mayonnaise on cake. 
I, like, <laughs> I am obsessive about mayonnaise. I love it. I do love meal. I do like a little meal, yeah. Like, total favourite. Now, what's the most annoying <laughs> thing that customers can do when ordering at McDonald's? Oh, um, oh, what is it? And they always, 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 always do it. Um, you go medium or large, and they go a meal. And I go, no, 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 yeah, I get that. But do you want a medium or a large? And they go, oh, no, just a meal. And I'm like, girl, pick a, pick a size, pick a size. Um, there's some other things I don't know. Or is when, you're, when they ask for it, um, is when they ask for, like, a single, and they go, oh, can you make that a meal? Because for us, you have to take it off, turn it, click it back on, and then yeah. click and it's too, oh. it's too complicated, too complicated. So are you a medium or a large meal? Mama, extra large is the always <laughs> extra large if you can. No, but a large, mama, large. You know what? No, I love a quarter pounder. I'm a big slut for a quarter pounder yes. or a mixed chicken sandwich. Mixed chicken sandwich meal, add cheese, Fanta no ice, cheese bites, and six nuggets. I'm coming for hours. Oh, cheese bites sound nice. Do you know what? I don't know if I dare tell you though, I do prefer a Burger King burger. All yeah. right, go on then. <laughs> Let's do the quick fire round. <laughs> the first question Travesty wants to know As the Queen of Oz, take us through how you felt when you saw Ahura's entrance look. Oh, I cannot believe it. I mean, I had already knew that someone else was doing Dorothy because my original entrance was going to be Dorothy and they said no. And I went, um, who in the hell is, girl, who else is going to be doing Dorothy as her entrance for season two or for more season? I said, whatever, I'll do something else that's fine. I walked in, I went, why well, we're better. <laughs> nice. So Paul, Paul Yarwood would like to know, did you make all your runway outfits yourself? And were you shocked at how Rue reacted to the H&M and ASOS uh, runway offerings? Um, so, yes, I did make all my runways myself, apart from two. I didn't make my panto runway nor my finale because, well, not. Um, but I made, <laughs> I, I made everything else myself. And um, ASOS, I understood the ASOS because it worked with the costume and it worked well and it looked amazing she won the challenge. Um, uh, the the um, H&M costume wasn't the biggest fan of, but I already told that to that to Joe in the workroom. And then, uh, fun fact, my uh, the Dirty Diamond look is a quiz. <laughs> <sighs> so I wore a quiz on the runway as well, mama. Outrageous. Outrageous. Did you rhinestone the shit out of it as he requested or? Absolutely not. It was already spark. It was a sparkly lace uh, romper. I didn't need to do much to it. Now, Brooke wants to know what was your creative process for coming up with each look. Um, the first thing that came to my mind because I had no other time to do anything else. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Monster mashup. What are two monsters? Werewolf and a goblin. Cool. Let's go with that. Wow. <laughs> and, just started, and just started doing it. And then, um, and then a lot of the stuff, I guess a lot of my runways, I mean, my entrance outfit was um, two costumes I had already previously owned. I just like got it, vamped it up a little bit more. Same with my dripping in diamonds. I had worn that outfit before, just vamped it up a little bit. I didn't have a huge budget or a huge... Um, I didn't have loads of friends to come and help me rhinestone stuff or do wigs for me or get costumes done for me. I literally just had to do everything myself. Um, so it was the first thing that came to mind because I didn't have anything time, didn't have time to do anything else. So Catriona would like to know if you could design your own mini challenge, what would it be? Oh, a mini challenge. Um, uh, oh, girl, packing a suitcase. 
packing a suitcase because that's something that a lot of drag queens are not very good at but you need to be because i know it got even for going to manchester last week i had four separate bags with me and it was too much too much yeah. um so a mini challenge is you have to take they, they have loads of loads of loads of stuff and whoever fits the most into one standard suitcase wins the mini challenge listen i'm telling you this right now i'm winning that challenge that's already been won. <laughs> well, maybe uh, you can give me some tips. I, listen, I, uh, my entire university first year belongings, I fit them all into a mini. Did well, you? a red leg and a silver dress wasn't that much. <laughs> <laughs> but I have, I've, I've got the packing down to a fine art now. Like, I can fit three or four outfits into a little trip case along with my makeup, my tights, my tits, the heels, everything, and then the wig goes in a box, on top, on the handle, done. Gag. Yeah. I, I have I've cracked the code. <laughs> so, I listen, when that challenge comes up, I'm ready for it. And, I, listen, if we're back at the same time, I would love that. Everybody wants to know, what would be your ideal lip sync song oh ideal lip sync song um whip it by Nicki minaj oh i'm sure they've done it they've not done whip it no they've not they've not done whip it whip it by Nicki minaj that's probably like one of the first um songs i performed in drag and i had a full audience be like what? so um i would love to see whip it being performed and um, i mean you couldn't get any better than what you've already got but like uh i think that would be a good one to do yeah whip it or um kill the maim by grimes oh okay i have no idea nice. what that song is at all <laughs> i performed it in front of you the first time performing <laughs> You must have been amazing then. What does this song go like? Uh, I got in a fight. I was indisposed. I was inspired of a wicked post. Nope. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> I mean, I like it. It's got nice vibe. I'm into that. Yeah. Okay, good. It's been joyous chatting with you. Really, really lovely. Really, really lovely. We want to know what's coming up next for Ellie Diamond. What oh, God, what isn't coming up? I mean, there's lo- there's a lot of things I would like to do. I guess the opportunities just have to arrive for them to, to happen. Um, I mean, other than that, we're doing tours. Are you doing the driving and drag stuff? Yes! Yay! I'm so excited. So that's coming up literally like next month, which is like crazy. You need to get stuff prepared for that. Uh, so driving and drag. I've also got a solo tour coming with another queen from season two later this year, which still has to be announced, which is very, very fun. Um, and then there I'm doing, uh, I think I'm doing, oh, I can't say that. Uh, <laughs> other, other things, other things. <laughs> Oh, perfect. It sounds super exciting. Where can we keep up to date with you on your, what's your social media handles so we can all follow what Ellie is up to? My um, Instagram is Ellie Diamond Official, just Ellie Diamond Official. And then TikTok is Ellie Diamond Official as well. Um, And then my Twitter is Ellie Diamond 101, like Dalmatians. Fantastic. Ellie, thank you so much. Thank you for the last few weeks on Drag Race. It's been incredible. And thanks for talking to us today. Good luck. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank Thanks. you, baby. Take care. Bye. 
Well, we have come to the end of the episode. This has been Fierce Slay Talk. You can join us on our journey by following us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Fierce Slay Talk. And thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us going on. We could talk for hours. And if you enjoyed the show, let your friends know. Go on, spread the word. Be sure to review the podcast as well. Till next time. You want it. You got it. I won't hold back. Come snatch it. Come take it. All yours right off the rack. No wanting. No waiting. You shake me down, you touch it, you taste it, come take me here and now. Try it and buy at the top of the stack, bag it and snag it, no need to attack. Instant and present, hit go and play back. Right now, right now. Take it and tame it, walk me to the door. Have it and hold it, you only want more. Live it and love it, you got it, it's yours. Right now, right now.